Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Vandy Blitz. Uh, we are all here to talk about the NBA today uh, because the season just started. There's a lot of basketball being played uh, throughout the holidays and everything, and we want to talk about it. So uh, first of all, there's some interesting topics going on. We're coming off a, a day with a lot of games, including a 20-point Nick victory over the Bucks. I know a lot of people wanted to talk about that. And then we're seeing some surprising teams like the Cavaliers and the Magic. Um, and overall, the NBA landscape, really interesting. I think there's some parity. I think it's really interesting. What do you guys think of the season so far? Yeah, Ethan, if you don't mind me jumping in, I think it's one thing that I'm interested in seeing is how um, these teams are going to be playing a schedule um, where they're not traveling as much. And we've already started to see these back-to-back games with the past mm-hmm. few days having the Wizards and the Magic. Right. And, and the thing I think um, that might be something we'll see, I think that these teams are going to be able to adjust to their opponent. And I think you'll be able to have like some not as talented teams beating more talented teams just on the basis that they can make those adjustments, you know, in between games and, and kind of can – have a familiarity with their opponents. um, I think an interesting way that that'll affect the game too is with star players like Giannis and Steph Curry, you know, when, when teams game plan for them in the playoffs, they perform quite differently. So could be interesting to see how, how that affects that. Um, But just, you know, I'm going to, I want to pull up some of the NBA games um, that, that were played yesterday to talk some specifics and then we'll each pick a team to go a little bit more in depth on. Um, but yeah. yesterday, let's talk about this Knicks-Bucks game. Are the Knicks good, or is this a hot start? No. I think it's a hot start. I love the Knicks, but um, we, we, we just aren't ready. I, I think it's really exciting to see a game like that, but I don't think it means much. You look at the Nets-Hornets yesterday. The Hornets had a great game, but I think that just happens. But, um, no, the Knicks are nothing. I don't know if the Hornets are in the same category. I think the Hornets That's are – I know, but it's still an upset that I wouldn't expect in a normal season. Yeah, no, no. I think, yeah, and being a Knicks fan, I think it was exciting to see that happen. Exciting to see Julius Randle drop 27 points. Um, You had... Alfred Payton started to... Sorry, points. Alfred Payton had 27. Yeah. Jay Barrett had 17. Um, So there was the players that you want to see scoring were scoring. And And they were making threes, too. But... Yeah, but um, I'm with you, Wilf. I think that that was kind of one of those games where they just play well and, and the Bucks don't play as well as they should, and they end up winning the game, but I don't think it means anything uh, big-term or long-term. Yeah, it, it is the NBA, after all. There are a lot of, you know, anybody can win a game on any given night. But with the Knicks specifically, I think a lot of this improvement that we're seeing in these first three games, even their two losses, they – they played much better with that one game, R.J. Barrett playing very well in the first half and um, controlling, you know, they, they haven't played badly this season. That's, I think, a lot due to the addition of Tom Thibodeau as their head coach. I think that change in coaching has raised the floor of this squad. I think another year for R.J., another year for Mitchell Robinson. I think this team is, like, legitimately better than some other teams right now, such as the Bulls. The Bulls look like an absolute dumpster fire they're getting beaten badly in each of their first couple of losses and then we have other teams like the wizards like i thought the wizards were a playoff contending team with bradley bill 
and Russell Westbrook, I still do, but they're they're starting 0 and 3. What do you, what do you guys think of the Wizards? Have you been watching many of their games? Yeah, I, I actually I actually had a bet on them uh, this past game against the Magic. So I was watching that game. It was kind of unfortunate. Um, I think they played pretty well. Obviously, Bradley Beal had points in the 30s, I believe. Russell Westbrook was out in this last game too. Yeah. So no, they're, all their pieces weren't there, but um, I agree with you, Ethan. I think they do look like a playoff contention team in my eyes. Um, so I'm just hoping that – I honestly – I wish the best for them. I hope they can do well. Um, but you never really know at the end of the day with the NBA, like you said. So Yeah, yeah and uh, yesterday I was watching the Sixers game with my cousin from Philly, and he's like, oh – we have so much future. They're so good, obviously, with that Ben Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid core. But what are you guys' thoughts on their just demoralizing loss to the Cavs? Well, it's always interesting when Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond go against each other because yeah. Joel Embiid is an elite. He's the one of the yeah, he is the best center in the league. Him and Jokic are up there for that title. Um, Drummond is not, but he thinks he is. So it becomes this little like ego fight on the court that's funny to watch, and both guys get fired up. And usually Embiid wins, but he was out, and this Cavs team is is good though. Like, don't don't sleep on him too much. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, they're looking potent offensively. Um, really good stuff. I was watching um, uh, up the podcast or the, the second channel of a YouTuber called Kenny Beecham called Called Game. He was talking about the Cavs a lot and how they've made a lot of improvements this offseason. So I'm expecting to see. I mean, I don't think they're going to be like a top team like they are record wise right now, but. I think they're going to consistently compete with more teams like this. So I don't think this is a too bad a reflection on the 76ers, but if the 76ers do want to be good, Tobias Harris is going to have to up his play for them. Yeah. To I was going to say that as well. I yeah. just don't think, I don't see the Sixers like becoming like a team that really is threatening like a possible like finals run. If they don't have that third guy step it up and that would have to be in Tobias Harris. Yeah. I think they should trade him. Yeah. I, no, I think he wants that contract. If I were the Sixers, I would I would try to acquire James Harden for Simmons right now. I just think that like, but they can't give up. If I'm, Simmons the, if I'm the Sixers, I do that because of the fit with with Embiid and Harden. But if, and if I'm the Rockets, I do that. But I don't know. I, if I'm picking between Embiid and Simmons for the long run, who are you picking? Because Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. I don't think it's that clearly Embiid. I think Simmons is a lot less injury prone. Uh, and he, he can be that kind of like Giannis type of player that, that controls the offense. It's more of a perimeter-based league. It's, it's a valid question to ask. Yeah, but, yes, but I, think that, I think that there's more of a – sorry to interrupt you, Theo. I was going to say that I think that there's more of a rarity for a player like Embiid. I don't know. I mean, Simmons obviously is a very unique player in himself, but I think that Embiid is really developed, and you've seen him come along in the league, and he's just such a great big man that I feel like you just can't lose that presence in Philadelphia like that would be a huge issue if they lost that the fit with James Harden is also like literally a fit made in heaven basketball wise so I mean I I guess if you're Philly you make that trade but I mean the James Harden just doesn't really have leverage so if the Rockets don't want to trade James Harden to the Sixers if the package is like even though Ben Simmons seems like the best asset if they don't want to give up Ben Simmons like there's it's just not happening and I have to need to recognize like James Harden's performance the other night is just incredible like his his roster was unreal like a a 
I think three like undrafted rookies, like nine players in total, and Harden carried the team on his back, managed to get it into overtime against the Trailblazers. Um, and yeah. he had 44 points and 17 assists. So, well, I mean, let's not let this like Harden drama overshadow your right to point that out, how good he is as a player, because he is a revolutionary scoring talent, and that's why his value is so high. Um, but that's also what makes it so hard to move him because he is this, this, you know, this, this enigma out on the court that requires so much attention. You, your team, you kind of need to build your team around him when you have him or else you're not maximizing your success. And that's a big roster overhaul for a lot of teams to make, especially with the off court stuff, you know, all this drama, all him like being, uh, going out to clubs and getting fined for COVID restrictions where he could have spread that to other players in the league. Like there's a lot of things to consider here. And honestly, the fact that we haven't seen him get moved yet is a little odd to me. So I think he's going to, yeah. I think he might play out this season on the Houston Rockets with Christian Wood, just because he lacks any leverage to get to the destinations he wants to get to. And he's just not going to not play basketball. So I think we're going to end up seeing James Harden at least play a good amount of this season in the Houston Rockets Jersey, because I think if the trade were going to happen or at this stage in the season, we would hear more about it. Yeah, and going back to the Sixers, we were talking about that third guy, and I think a player that the Sixers should have never uh, let slip away is J.J. Redick. He's a great perimeter shooter, very solid dribbler, and he ha- he brings that locker room presence that I know Dwight Howard, they say, brings that, but I think that's the type of guy the Sixers need, a really good sharp shooter. And Tobias just isn't that the past couple of games. Tobias Harris, JJ Redick is not the kind of player that you can have as like a really third option player though. Cause it's not a up or like a Kevin love, sorry, a Kevin loves a great player that would fit for the Sixers. I think yeah, he'd be a great number three. He would, he would, but I don't know how that spacing would work with him, Ben Simmons and Joel, but I understand what you're saying. They need like a third, a third weapon. to like. Yeah. I was going to say they need a third guy, but I don't know if Kevin love would even be the right option either because you look to like the how the role that Kevin Love played on the Cavs, and he was like, and it's like it's just much different with two bigger guys such as what they Simmons. Need, so what they I need just is someone like McCollum. That's what they yeah. need. Yeah, a guard, so, a shifty, I mean, crafty that would be awesome. Yeah. Guard. Be... But no, the Blazers are looking pretty impressive after that win against the Houston Rockets. Uh, as well. Um, but I, I think we should each dive in. We all selected a team before we started recording. <clears throat> and I'm, let's just talk about them a little bit. Um, who wants to go first? Yeah, I uh, selected the Warriors and their team for me that I thought would have been way better. And I just, it's either Curry lost a step or they're just not what they no. were. Everyone's, they're not. They, they beat the Bulls by one and they lost to the Nets and Bucks by 30. And it, I'm not arguing. I think they're another. Don't blame it on Curry. This is not on Curry. I know. They're, they're another lottery pick team this year. And it was just very disappointing to see. I used to love watching them. It's just, it's always sad to watch their dynasty fall apart. And I just don't think they're the same as they ever will be. I mean, I don't know. We see they, they train the whole offseason to have Clay Thompson in the lineup. He tears his Achilles. That's true. Green doesn't play these first couple games. They're one and two. Steph Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe we, maybe, maybe you might be. And Steph Curry is a two-time MVP. He's the first unanimous MVP. He's the greatest shooter of all time, in my opinion, up there for the best point guard of all time with Magic Johnson. And 
I think that we're going to see this team not be terrible. I don't think they're going to be good. Because they're an eight seed at best. But Kelly, yeah, that's because Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins are not Clay Thompson and Kevin. No. You know, it's going to They're nice them. players. They're, they're that's nice, it. but they're not that. They're no, right. and – and I was watching the game, and they and those and Wiggins and Ubre get like thirty shots combined, 30, 40 shots combined, and they go like Ubre was like three for fifteen, Wiggins was like four for whatever. Yeah, like they're, they're not pulling their weight at all. They're not helping Curry out whatsoever. But I did want to point out one thing. I watched James Wiseman, and he looks like a very exciting prospect. So I think yeah. if they can build around Curry and and when Clay gets healthy, obviously that's a whole different story. But Curry, Wiseman, and Clay together—that could be a very dynamic uh, trio, and that could that team could go places in the future, in my opinion. So, yeah, I don't know if I would say the dynasty is, is like or not. The dynasty is over; their their dominance is over. But I, I wouldn't yeah. say that you know the potential in Golden State is gone. The window yeah. the window hasn't closed yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, not at all. Fair. No. We still have Steph. You still yeah, you still have a chance. Um, and but Wiseman is, developing, I think that's the big thing. I think Wiseman is – What are you saying, Thea? I said I think Wiseman, James Wiseman, is the key to that team because he, like, he's played, what, two, three games in the NBA so far, and he's already looked like a good, good, solid player. So – does look really solid. Developing, then – Yeah, not to mention he only played two games in, or two or three games in college and didn't even play in the exhibition preseason. So this is like yeah. the team of James Wiseman, so – a lot to be impressed by. Um, so definitely a good team to watch, Andrew. Anybody who who's next? Um, I'll go. I, and the team that I selected, in my opinion, is the third best team in the Western Conference, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I think that you're about to see um, just the emergence of Zion. Brandon Ingram is is still growing into a, a, just an incredible scorer. Um, and and I really like the addition, the additions of um, of Bledsoe and Stephen Adams. I think that uh, they just have a really really dominant front court that um, I think has the the strength and and the power to go up against Anthony Davis and LeBron James uh, deep into the Western Conference playoffs. Um, yeah, and they have the guard play with Lonzo and Bledsoe. So um, I know it's early, um, but from what I've seen out of the Pelicans so far, now that they have a competent coach in, in Steve Van Gundy, I think that they're really going to make that next step. And the NBA does an incredible job of, of really highlighting those, those star players, and, and we're going to be seeing a lot of primetime Pelican games yeah. over the next couple yeah. months. I definitely think that I definitely think that Zion is that kind of game-changing player that will take a team to you know a different level. Um, and I think when we saw him play 38 minutes the other day, he got 38 points. Like we're, once we see this guy on the court more, it's only going to go up, up. Like the mountain that we that we respect Zion and see, oh, this guy's good at basketball. Uh, but you know, third in the Western Conference is a little a lot. That's a very, very competitive conference. I think teams like the Utah Jazz, I'll, we'll, we'll get into that later, have their number there. Um, and I, I don't know. I think there's. I think the Nuggets could be argued. I think Lakers, Clippers, very, very competitive conference. But 
Zion is that kind of player potentially. So if he maximizes that and becomes the potential, like I think in a couple of years, he can be an MVP conversations. He's that level of player. If he does that, then yes, this could be a top three, top three team. It just, it just depends when Zion takes that job. Yeah. And I think, no, my top three, I just want to make that clear. I have the Lakers, the Mavs, and the Pelicans. That's my top three. The Mavs and the Pelicans. Damn, the Clippers and Kawhi, Paul George. Wow. They're getting slapped on. The Jazz just getting absolutely just disrespected. We're going to talk about it. And I think Stan Van Gundy, uh, he can really allow Zion to elevate to that star status. Like, we saw him, him do that in Orlando with Dwight. I'm excited to see what he does with J.J. Redick, his former coach. So I think it's a really fun situation, as well as Brandon Ingram, who never really got that chance in L.A., who's really – it was his first All-Star season last year. So there's a lot of cool storylines coming out of New Orleans. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to add one thing also. I think uh, watching Pelic- the Pelicans play, I've seen Lonzo, and he looks like a new and improved player. Really um, good. He's able to shoot the ball now, which is huge. And, I mean, he's always been sound defensively, but he just he just looks like he's really stepped up his game. He put that work in in the offseason. And I think that um, is really going to elevate the Pelicans, I think, which was kind of Jacob's point with the guard play that they have as well as the front court. So, yeah. I can move on to the next team. Um, the one that I was looking at was um, – Honestly, just not really a team that I see, like, possibly making a title run. But the uh, Atlanta Hawks, it was pretty, like, I've, I've, I've watched, like, a little bit of their uh, their game against, um, I forget who it was against. But, you know, obviously, Trey Young, amazing player. He's looking good. But I, I really like the offseason ads that they had this season with Gallinari and, um, and Bogdanovich. And I also am a big fan of um, – I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Kevin um, Porter. Yeah. Murder, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I could really see them. Like, they're really – the rebuild is, like, it's really coming to fruition. And I think that they could, they could make some noise. They could definitely sneak into the playoffs. And I'm just – I'm pretty pleased with how they're looking so far. They're probably going to go three and zero after tonight playing a Pistons team, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I was mainly going to talk about. Yeah, no, the Hawks are a good team. Um, I guess we'll just see what Trey Young, you know, can carry this team to because he's that level of involved player, like James Harden, the only player that was more involved in their offense last season than Trey Young was James Harden. So. I feel like this team goes where Trey Young goes. So we'll see if he can keep up some of that stellar work with that, you know, 37 points in the first game and all that. But I want to move to the Utah Jazz because I feel like that is a team that is interesting here because I think there's some differing opinions. I'm obviously high on them. I think there's some people in here that are low on the Utah Jazz. I think this team is going to be top three in the Western Conference. I think they're going to surprise you. I think the Utah Jazz are fundamentally – and bat, like on paper, one of the best teams in basketball. And I think they have the means to make a deep run in the playoffs this year. I do. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to see that Rudy Gobert, he had 17-plus rebounds in the first two games, which was his career high after getting that big deal. So you have him and Mitchell. I think they're a really nice team. I, 
I really relate them to the Kansas City Chiefs before they had Patrick Mahomes. They're just a great team, but to me, they just don't have that true, like, best guy. They're just a solid five seed in the West that won't go further than the the Western Conference Finals tonight. But really solid team. I understand that view, but we saw this team in the playoffs last year with, like, Mike Conley stepped up in the playoffs, but all season in his first season, he was banged up, injured, didn't get to properly adjust. We're seeing him play a lot better now. They didn't have a 20-point-per-game score in Bogdanovich. They got back Derek Favors to back up Rudy Gobert center and really – you know, bolstered their interior defense. There's a lot of, this is the best, one of the best three-point shooting teams last season. It was the best three-point shooting team in the league. And Donovan Mitchell is a young star. So I'm counting on him to make another jump this season after his performance in the playoff. And that's what I think will propel this team to be more successful than a lot of people think. Um, But I understand that view too. And it's, you know, the fact that that's sort of the, this, this team is obviously not a bad team. It's just about where they fall, I feel like in the top eight seeds between most people here totally like i just want to i just want to rephrase like it's not disrespect towards the jazz i agree with you i think they have yeah, I'm just poking fun. mostly when i was pointing out earlier i was just I was, yeah. no totally I, I just like i'm amazed at just the depth of the league right now i think there's so many solid teams that you know can can get hot win four games you know in a seven game series and really like do something like the Miami Heat did like this past season. And if, if this year that's the Jazz, then, I mean, it'd be fun to watch. But I, I just – I think that the league is so deep and, you know, we're not in a place like we were where, you know, like I don't think the Lakers will win it this year. I think there's a lot of teams that could knock them out. Now, the Lakers are pretty I, – I agree with that. I think there's a lot of parity in the league, but the Lakers are looking pretty damn good. So far this season. The, the Schroeder Taro uh, connection is, is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, all right. Well, the team that I wanted to bring up was the Mavericks, who Jacob mentioned in his top three. So, yeah, I agree with that one. But, <laughs> um, no, I think uh, Doncic is obviously looking amazing, as, as he always is. Um, uh, Porzingis being out is obviously a big – I guess negative uh, negatively affects the team, obviously, but um, and his return date is still questionable as of now. So who knows? Um, but when he does come back, which I'm assuming will be sometime this season, um, that's going to be a huge addition, obviously, to the team. And they're already playing well as of now. I mean, they're one and two, but it's early on. So um, they also have James Johnson, they have Boban, they have Josh Richardson, who played really well the other night. They have Tim Hardaway, who also played really well the other night. So they have these little players who are really solid role players who can put up points when they need to. And obviously with Porzingis being out, um, they can they have players that can fill in that gap and, and score the points that need to be scored to win games. So I think the Mavericks are looking like a really, really solid team this year. And I see them going uh, pretty far, probably not to the finals, but I could see them making a decent run in the playoffs. So, yeah, that's yeah. my pick. No, for sure. Luca is one of those, I think, generational talents that's going to sort of define at least a term of the NBA's history um, coming up. I think it's going to be like him, Zion, John Moran, Trey Young. He's, yeah, he, he's just so players. crafty. Like, when that? you watch him play, like, he will get people up in the air and then, like, get fouled and make shots. Like, he – He's not the most athletic player on the court ever, but 
He's always just making shots that you like. Fundamentally, wow. very, very good at basketball. Yeah, just like yeah, great basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I want to yeah, add one thing. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Luke. I don't mean to interrupt. I was just gonna say that, like, the fact that they were one seventy-seven twenty-seven at half, the biggest halftime lead ever, and that Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, and Dorian fin- Finney-Smith had a fifty percent uh, shooting percentage from three is just crazy and that's that's what like scares me about the Mavs and I think when they play like that they can really beat anyone yeah no they're they're a scary team and like like I said without even without Porzingis they were still putting up big numbers right but we do have to keep in mind they're one and two and we say Luca's looked amazing but I he has looked a little tiny bit slower to start some of these games looking a tiny bit lost in some possessions out there on the floor without as much help and the adjustment to the new teammates, but um, it's probably just, you know, start of the season jitters that every team is going through and we're going to see him take over and this team do some awesome things, but that's our little recap of the NBA, the start of the season. We're all really interested following it closely to see how the season unfolds this weird 72 game, no all-star break thing that we're all, we're all, we're all watching, but I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great season. And I look forward to recording more podcasts about it. Um, But with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Press that subscribe button. Please share with your friends and come back next time because we got some more sports to talk about. Thanks, guys. We're going to discuss the playoffs. We're going to pick some playoff teams for the NFL season. (laughs) What Joe said. That is is what we're going to do. So thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.